presented by Baseline Times Media. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Views from the Baseline. We are, I don't even know what week we're in, 7, 8, 9, 10 of quarantine. It is what it is. Uh, but the good news is we've, we've got a sporting event, UFC 249, the preview show. We're here. Uh, I got a couple of my guest co-hosts, uh, good friend Gabe. Bringing you back. What? What's up, Gabe? What's up? Doing good. Doing good. My quarant- You're my quarantine co-host. I got my last dance co-host, Demario Jackson. You can catch us on Mondays. Uh, excuse me, Tuesdays. Mm-hmm. We're dropping the um, episodes for the last dance. Um, and then Chris Thompson, man, the newest superstar of the Heels of Wrestling podcast. <laughs> He's in the building. What's, What's up, Chris? Up? What's up? What's up? How you doing? How you doing? Look, guys, uh, you guys are the UFC tag team uh, for the baseline times here, so I'm glad to have you guys on board. And we actually have like a real UFC match or fight night, excuse me, to talk about. So this is really cool. Glad we can do that today. Um, something, something to give uh, a lot, lots to talk about. Uh, we're gonna talk about the NFL schedule release here, fresh off the press. A uh, little bit of hot takes going to UFC 249 here, keeping nice, short, and sweet for everybody out there that wants to listen to us. Give us some insight here. And uh, Gabe, I hear you're uh, putting together some uh, DraftKings picks. Maybe you might might want to help some people make some money later on in the show, so stick around for that, right? Sure. All right. Um, <laughs> fellas, uh, how you guys been, though? I mean, I haven't talked to you guys in about a couple of weeks. I mean, you know. Vocally, I I'm doing say. good, man. Doing good, man. How's it's getting hot out here in Phoenix. Getting hot. It's hot. Yeah, I need, to, need the pools to open up. Yeah, I mean, actually in Florida, it's weird. It's a little chilly. Like it's cool for like a May. It's like sixty-eight degrees. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. starting to rain out. Hot again. So just the whole assortment of different weather uh, happening over here. Yeah, it's a little strange time to be alive for us right now. I'd say. I'm not really. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not sure what's going on. I mean, it's the middle of May. Usually it's about a hundred degrees outside in about 12 o'clock in Florida. So they have like 68 degree weather with no humidity. It's kind of weird. So that's where we're at guys. Um, you guys catching up with the last dance? Chris, I know you are like, you're, you're kind of like the guy that, yeah, we won't talk about where you're at with it. You want to skip ahead. You want to skip ahead yeah. on the black market, but yeah, what about you, man? Since you're since yeah, you're on course, the same yeah. par, how, how you guys feel about it so far? That that last episode five and six, oh, pretty good. Like I said, um, it's like if you watched the, the those games at the time, you just saw what was on the surface. But now you get to see behind the scenes of a lot of things that went on. But um, I know we've had this conversation with a lot of people in our little sports group. But you really see how petty Jordan is, man. He is extremely petty. I mean, nothing gets past this guy, man. Like, just the abuse of Tony Kukoc. Dude didn't even know him. But they saw that Jerry Cross, Jerry Cross left him. So they had to show him mm-hmm. up in the Olympics. It's just little mind games that gets Jordan going. But it's like, it's, it's good for competition, I guess. But it's like, is that really healthy? You know what I mean? Yeah. But, um, yeah, it, it was good. It was good, though. Both episodes were really good and informative. Yeah, no, I actually, I mean, these are my two favorite episodes, like I said, I mentioned on our, on our recap podcast, just because it's it's nice to see, you know, Jordan get humanized in a sense that he has, he's going to go through some, like, pain and suffering mentally, and it's it's not like you're rooting for it, it's just that, like, wow, you're like, 
for a long, long time before this documentary, people call him the goat. They still call him the goat. Said there's no one that's gonna touch him ever, and he's looked at as godly figure. So you know, I think you know we 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 expressed that enough on that episode, on our recap episodes. But um, you know, what what do you think about it so far, Chris? Like the production is great. We we agree. We're all on par. But you know, where where the, everyone's at so far, episodes five and six, stopping point. Like how do you, how do you feel like? <laughs> About Jordan, has has your perspective changed about Jordan? Uh, I mean, it's good to see the, the the little nuances, the little. I like seeing just the little candid moments and stuff. That's what I like to see. Um, just even that little gambling scene with the guy, the John Wozniak guy. Rest in peace, man. Uh, gave him a little Jordan shrug. Like I knew immediately when I saw that that was going to be a, a <laughs> meme, and the internet took off with that right. wildfire. <laughs> so yeah just seeing those little moments like that that's what it's really all about you know because it makes them look, look a little bit more human like you kind of get this like you know aspect of just thinking he's a you know basketball player and celebrity and all that but at the end of the day he's still human you know so it's good to see that yeah yeah no no problem I, I definitely would i would say that you know that's one of the biggest things is that we are getting experience that while he may have been like one of the toughest dudes like we've seen overall in sports and a global icon. He still had some, some human part of him. And I think that that's cool to see at least. And like you guys said, and I'm sure for like, like DeMario mentioned on the podcast there, like you said, Gabe, it's you, you see what's on the surface, but to kind of unfold and see what, how everything kind of developed, like the whole, the Jordan, like the air Jordan to see how it developed. Like that's pretty incredible. Like, like I said, I think he made Nike. Like Nike isn't where they're at without Jordan at this point, from what I what I understand. Mm-hmm. So no, that's what's up, man. I'm glad you guys are enjoying that. Um, you know, last dance recap episodes. Once again, you catch us on the same views from the baseline uh, podcast here. You're listening to. Um, pretty much we're up to uh, episodes uh, what six and uh, five and six. So uh, episode seven and eight, we're gonna get mm-hmm. that going rolling next week. Um, the NFL schedule release, fellas. It is out. It is fresh, hot off the press here. I'm definitely excited. Um, I know this. it's obviously going to be very... Everyone's kind of concerned about the direction of sports and if we're going to get a start on it. Um, you know, First and foremost, with the NFL proceeding to move forward with some sort of schedule release, you guys will accept it without fans, right? Like, it's okay. Or maybe like 20,000 fans in the stadium, all kind of social distance. Would you guys be good, down with that? Sounds good. Yeah, for me, I, I, personally, I don't mind it because as long as the game is going on, I don't care who's in the stands. And, you know, I'm sure the NFL just wants to get the season underway. But, um, yeah, as long as they can get the social distancing in place and people are abiding by the rules, then, yeah, go for it. Why not? It's football. We need that. Yeah, absolutely. How about you, Chris? Are you okay? You're down with no fans, 20% of fans filling the stadium? Uh, yeah, man. I looked a little proposal I think they had actually down there at the Dolphins. They had like a 15,000 fan limit that they were going to probably try to go ahead with. And I don't know. I just don't know how that's all going to work with like the allocation of tickets and stuff like that. You got season ticket holders who paid already for their for their tickets. So it's kind of, I, I mean, if anything, that would be good for the ticket market because I feel like those tickets would go up in price. But, I mean, it's going to be tough, man. No matter what way they slice it, you're not going to make anybody, you know, everybody happy. So you're going to make somebody mad no matter what. Yeah, I mean. But, yeah, just to see some sports would be nice. Yeah, it's a really good point about the whole season tickets. I, you know, that's something you have to think about. So you have your season ticket holders. I mean, sometimes, you know, I know in the basketball world, 
you might have, you know, a good maybe I don't know, eight thousand season ticket holders and for I'm speaking about the Lando Magic and then the rest are, you know, just released to the general public. And then I, I don't know what I don't know what I'm just throwing numbers out there, but you know that makes sense. It's like wow, like for a football, you would think that the scale is like a much larger number for more you know a popular sport in America. Season ticket holders for a lot of you know a team like the Dolphins, for who traditionally hasn't they haven't done well in a few seasons, and they may have fifteen thousand season ticket holders, and unfortunately that's the only amount of people allowed in. That's a very good point. Um, no, I'm I'm down. I'm I agree with you guys. I, I just think it's a, we're at some point where whatever it takes to make it work. Um, one of the concerns to another hot take is that, uh, the, the NBA is, you know, considering, but at the same time, they, a lot of mental, like psychological concern, uh, meaning that mm-hmm. some trainers, uh, GMs, it looks like have all kind of spoken out in an ESPN article about their concern. And hence it's funny. They explain to them as like, call them uh germaphobes, you know, so some, I think it's reasonable for the NBA because again they are the ones that had the tested, uh, the the players tested positive. Mm-hmm. So over the course of time, you know, once the it, obviously it started with the NBA, so they're kind of like the black sheep of like, hey, you guys are kind of like why we got sports canceled, depending on who you talk to. But um, you know what I'm saying? It's it's kind of strange. It's, it it sense you know it's like, and then I read a report where you know it looks like Adam Silver wanted to have. Uh, testing available for players but obviously they're not going to pull testing away from the general public so mm-hmm. that's a battle too and i think they're just an obstacle, a, yeah. yeah they're taking a very very conservative approach at it uh versus other teams where you know are sorry other leagues where they're just a little bit more open like the mlb is willing to reconsider like a, a mid-june has restart or start of season i should say um but yeah, the NBA is I don't know very very shaky compared to what what's going on with the NFL. I mean, um, we're not going to get too political here, but obviously we're all sports fans. I think we're biased. I think when we say, you know, there's the general safety, uh, you know, of everybody in America that's going to go watch these public sports. We, pr- I mean, I'm down for no fans. Like as much as fans make part of the game and home you know home stadium advantage whatever it is home field advantage it's you know I'm I'm down for fanless games but it'd be a pleasure I think I think I would personally step out um to a game how about you guys mm-hmm. would you guys step out to put you oh, on the sure. spot Chris I know I, I know Chris you're a big season ticket holder down there I mean that's got to kill you <laughs> Yeah I was going yeah up until they cut it off I think I went to a game like March 9th I think it was too like I was still going yeah I mean uh yeah I'd go I'd go right now for sure <laughs> like I would think between the ticket holders you guys should have priority I would think so it shouldn't really affect you as much right yeah you would think they kind of haven't been keeping us in the loop too much but I feel like those guys don't only know so much as well mm-hmm. your average worker you know your run-of-the-mill worker at the you know at the Phoenix Suns probably doesn't know you know Knows no more than the general public, so yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, it's tough. Everybody's kind of in limbo. I know if you want a refund, you can kind of go ahead and start that process, but who knows how long that'll take. Yeah, I, I just feel like more people would actually want to go now because we we're in our houses for so long and people just want to get out and feel mm-hmm. normal again. So it's like, okay, yeah, yep. sure, why not? I'll go to a game if I got to sit five feet away from someone else, I'm down for it. So I feel like more people would actually want to go than previously. 
you know, might have in the past. Well, I mean, on the plus side, you don't have to deal with probably struggling to get to your seat if you're in the middle of the section, in the middle of the row. <laughs> Traffic, you know, the That's concourse true. full of people, depending on mm-hmm. how your stadiums are designed. So, you know, I, I think it works out a little bit better. You get to see, you're probably going to be able to watch, you know, some quality football in person with the the less uh, hectic crowds i mean that's only plus size there but i mean i personally like the big crowds of football games you know just being around my bucks fans so i don't know it's a little different but uh you know i mean that's sports that, that's football a little bit different with basketball i i don't get the same vibe you know i'm the first to admit that i love basketball but going to a football game is completely different it's a different vibe it's a fun vibe not to say i don't oh, enjoy being at a basketball game but you know football mm-hmm. games a little bit on a next level so to say um yeah i mean Know, kind of getting back to, towards the NFL there. Uh, we have week one will be uh, Thursday, September 10th. They're still keeping that that formal game where the Kansas City Chiefs will host the Houston Texans. Um, we got a little bit different look uh, for a wide receiver for uh, the Texans. Um, Deshaun Watson, mm-hmm. um, Patrick Mahomes. You know uh, the Texans might want to take that one back. Basically, for a little, you know, a little disappointing from the playoffs there. Um, yeah, for sure. I mean, obviously, that's going to be one of the key games there. Um, I'm excited, obviously, for my NFL season. Um, one of the big, you know, opening Sunday's uh, game would be uh, September 13th, and uh, obviously, uh, Tom Brady versus Drew Brees. Right off the bat, that the Bucks they're going to be in New Orleans. You know, it's funny. We kind of like always. I feel like we always play in New Orleans on opening, um, the opening week, or we at least play somebody from the division. Usually, it's the Saints or the or the Falcons. Um, you know, looking through here, uh, down the list of games, a lot of divisional games. I think I'm seeing here. You got the Dolphins at Patriots. How do you feel about that, Gabe? Feel like you guys could take the division this year? All shoulders on Tua. <laughs> Yeah, um, no. I don't think we'll take the division this year. I see Josh Allen and the Bills are the team to beat, you know, unless we see what uh, Jared Stidham's all about. But I think right now it's the Bills' division to lose. I'm, I'm not saying I have no faith in my Dolphins, but I don't know what the plan is right now. We'll see what, if Tua actually starts, if he plays. But um, just for continuity, I'm going to say the Bills is their division to lose. I mean, you know, that's fair because. I keep trying to tell my Dolphin fan friends that, you know, the Bills, you know, don't take them lightly. Uh, Chris, I got your team, looks like, here. You guys will be at San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Early test for Kyler Murray. How do you feel about this season now that you got you got Hopkins? Yeah, they got an uh, explosive offense, man. Uh, Kenyon Drake. Uh, I mean, uh, Larry Fitzgerald coming back. Uh, yeah, man. I think uh, that's going to be a tough game on the road. First game. We always play the 49ers pretty close, though. So that's a good test for sure. Yeah, for sure. I, I feel I feel like, um, you know, at least this year, it's nice. It's going to be fun to see Kyler Murray take a next step. You know, obviously uh, having another weapon there um, to throw to. Uh, it's going to be fun. I'm definitely looking forward to watching the Cardinals uh, this year and seeing some of their games. Um, what are some notable games, Gabe? I know you said you had a few on the list there, about four, three or four of them. Yeah, a few of them. I see there is the Jackson-Mahomes game, number three. Mahomes took the first two meetings versus the Ravens. So 
So let's see if Lamar Jackson can come back after the after their disastrous playoff performance. Then you got so, the New Orleans versus the uh, Raiders in Las Vegas. Now it's different. If the if the crowd isn't there, then this game is eh, okay. Whatever. I just want to see the atmosphere for a Las Vegas game. I want to see what fans turn up for the you know for the arena. And then you got, of course, you mentioned Brady versus the Saints. That's a notable game that I want to see. And lastly, it's not so important because it depends on the quarterback. But uh, Beckham plays the Giants, so I believe it's a make or break season for. Um, uh, I'm drawing a blank on the quarterback's name for the Browns. Uh, Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, yeah. Even though he's, you know, he's still relatively young, but I, I want to see what he's got. It's, it, you got to show us now. Come on, you, you got great wide receivers. You got a, you got a decent running game. Like, dude, you got to step up. So th- those are my few games that I want to see on the schedule so far. Yeah, you know, being that we have Tom Brady, I'm a little disappointed that we have to have a Monday night football game against the uh, New York Giants. Out of all mm-hmm. teams that we're going to play this year, the New York Giants. Um, but we're going to go into Met, uh, MetLife Stadium. And uh, the Buccaneers, we're, we're going to win that one. Uh, you know, I'm talking to you, Marcus and Demario. You know, we're, we're going to take that one. It's just interesting. They put Tom Brady, you know, of, co- of course. You know, out of out of all the teams they could have put Tom Brady against on the Monday Night Football game, Um, you know, we're getting the Rams at home. We got a home game for Monday Night Football, thank God. But, you know, yeah. out of all the games they could have picked, <laughs> we get the New York Giants in New, um, you know, in New Jersey, technically, and whatever. We're going to beat them. You know, Tom Brady is going to see, you know, vengeance in his eyes. That's his nemesis, the Giants. The only team that beat him in Super Bowls mostly, if you don't count the Eagles. Yeah, I mean, I, I, you know, I, I, I like, I like this year. I think, like I said, I, I think football ended on a great note last year. Uh, I liked mm-hmm. what this year it has to bring. Obviously, for myself, as just being a Bucks fan, but just overall in the league, seeing some of the young talent, like I mentioned, Kyler Murray, the Mahomes, uh, Lamar Jackson. Even Deshaun Watson, you know, this the talents there is going to be fun to see. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of um, the younger talent has kind of progressed themselves. Um, and, I, and I'm I'm looking forward to a little bit of change change up too because you have you know Nick Foles now is in Chicago, so you know they have a quarterback to see how they you know they progress as well. Uh, we're good. We're gonna we're gonna have to see what happens to the Cowboys. Uh, by the way, guys, how do you guys feel about uh, Dalton? <laughs> Dalton getting money before Dak Prescott. Jerry Jones, man, he's a devil, man. He's telling Dak, look, you don't sign this contract, we're going to bring Dalton in, and we're going to use him off the bat. So get your act <laughs> the bricks. I mean, Jerry's a cold-hearted guy, man, but that that is the only move. That's the only reason why they signed him, because, you know, it's like, all right, Dak, you don't want to play ball? Sure, we'll get Dalton. He'll start for us. So you saw this Brian pissed off, but, you know, it, it's it's a business, you know? So. Yeah, I, I think I think that's like a really interesting move. Like I said, you know, just in case there is a holdout, it's kind of like a security blanket. Um, one of the games uh, that I, you know I'm going to look, um, I'm pointing out here is uh, Odell's actually playing the Giants, so um, that's going to be Week 15. Um, mm-hmm. all, pending, he you know he's healthy, he's good to go. Uh, that'll be an interesting game to go uh, see again. Um, definitely uh, returning back there. Uh, and we got, uh, you know, what's uh, interesting. Obviously, Miles Garrett has to play against the Steelers again. Um, we're getting to see that in week six, so we'll see what happens down there. Obviously, hopefully, everyone's kind of cooled off for the most part there. 
Uh, but no, I'm yeah. excited. I mean, I'm excited. Just the thing is, we're in May. This is typically where the schedule gets dropped, anyway. So, I mean, to put together a schedule doesn't necessarily to me. You know, they're gonna. I think the NFL is gonna take some flack for this to put together a schedule, but you're running a business. Uh, you're running something uh, entertainment. It's a business. You're running something where it takes months to plan. You can't just put this stuff on the back burner and say we're gonna cancel the season. You know, um, because there's workarounds for it, you know. So I think the biggest thing in question now is how does the player personnel, how does equipment manager, head coaching staffs, uh, how does, you know, GMs, how does everybody kind of feel about it? Because, you know, again, uh, it's not just you got a football team of 50 players and a head coach that needs to go on the field. There's a lot of people behind the scenes involved with this. So how does everybody feel about having to be out in the open? And, and I mean, that's the biggest question, Mark. If people are against it and enough is against it, I'm sure we probably wouldn't get a season. But I don't think that, I don't think they should take enough flack, you know, just for having a schedule release. This is a part of this is a part of their business. This is what they do in a normal, you know. And you know, we're all mm-hmm. sitting here telling people not, you know, not to stop their businesses. So, um, and then of course there are the options to push back Super Bowl, option to push back some of the games. I mean, they've already talked about that. Cancel Pro Bowl, just you know, go into the Super Bowl. I mean, they've talked about those options to keep it flexible, so it's it's fair enough there. Um any games for you, Chris? Anything you feel like uh worth watching this season based on the schedule? Uh, I'm looking at the Ravens. Uh Ravens versus Dallas, Thursday night. Uh first week in uh in December. Week thirteen, looking that'll be a that'll be a big game for both teams, depending on how Dallas is doing at that point. Right, right. Um, yeah. I feel I feel like that game was too. I just that's the thing is that I don't know, but I think that if Dalton can come in and be, I I think Dalton can still has some some arm enough to do a little bit of damage, especially when you got Zeke in your backfield. So. If there is a holdout, I, that could be a decent game. I, I'd still rather see Dak versus Jackson, though. So that's the entertainment value in that game. But I agree. I definitely agree with that game right there for sure. Now, uh, basically, guys, we have uh, a fight night. UFC 249. Uh, Gabe, you know, we talked about this about a couple weeks ago. It's If Dana White's able to pull off something, it'd be incredible. Uh, so mm. he gets to pull off a fight night. I don't know. This is probably like a record fight night. Have you have you guys ever personally seen something like this ever in the history of the sport? Of how serious this is? Uh, they had a three title fight back from the end of last year. I don't know about anything other than that. That's true. Yeah, that, that was a good last year. Yeah, but this, I mean, this you put the you put the uh, the weight. You know, I think just the anticipation because there hasn't been fights in a while. Right. Right. Be, uh, yeah. Oh yeah, I would agree with that. There. I mean. So, I mean, and, and we were talking about this before the show with Gabe, is you tell me that there's, and we, we talk, we'll talk about it here in a second, you know, Cowboy versus Pettis in a prelim fight. I, I got I, I to gotta see the card. I got to be like, okay, well, what, what's going on here for this to be a prelim match, right? And obviously, you know, so these, uh, long story short, um, the UFC has secured a an arena in Jacksonville, Veterans Memorial Arena, the Star Veterans Memorial Arena in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, since Florida has allowed for live sporting events to take place, and uh, it's considered business essential here mm-hmm. in Florida, so shout out to Florida. We're on the map for that one. Uh, big main card here is uh, Ferguson versus 
versus uh excuse me uh gate check and uh, how you guys uh feel overall so far now before you kind of get into like these cards you guys realize there's going to be a lot of i think new eyes for the ufc by no choice of anything else showing on saturday night for sports fans um and there'll be some new eyes there'll be some casual eyes and then of course you know you have your fans like yourselves um for the, for the new guys and some the people that just kind of want to casually watch this what are some things what what are some of the the prelims and then the main cards that we probably should think? watch that you think that you, that would benefit UFC in the long run so that we can have those return visitors to the sport well, I just want to say for the regular fans who've been following it since, I guess, it's the exception, you know, it's a lot of fighters on here. Or it's a, it's a stacked card because there's a lot of fighters you would know. Now, for the eyes who are just getting into it for the first time, you might not recognize many of the names. I mean, if, if there's a name you will recognize, I'm trying to see of all the – it'll probably be uh, Cowboy. I guess people will recognize him who, like, who doesn't really follow the sport. But it's a lot of names on here that a lot of casual fans or new fans wouldn't even know who they are. But if you're a normal mixed martial arts fan, you can see from top to bottom this card is stacked. I mean, like I, we talked about it before the show. The prelims have a lot of the fights, even the early prelims. So it's not it's not just a top heavy card, in my opinion, at least. I feel like there's just so many different fights now, depending on you know everyone's training situation because obviously you can't have a, a training camp with all your coaches and all your fighters in it to assist you in different styles that they may encounter in the ring. So that may be a problem. But other than that, it's, it's a very nice card and you can get into individual against fights. Uh, I mean, it's, uh, I mean, it's got the headliners on it, man. And yeah, that, that main fight's going to be no joke. So definitely get your money's worth. Uh, Gaethje versus Ferguson. Anytime Ferguson fights, definitely a show. Uh, I I think uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how the fans, your average casual fan, um, likes it. Um, I think yeah, just because there's nothing else to watch, yeah, you'll definitely have uh, more eyes on it. Um, at least the yeah, at least the prelim. I mean, if they're gonna people are gonna pay. I mean, it's kind of it's gonna. It's gonna suck because there's nowhere to really go and watch it. So you know you're gonna have to kind of, in theory, just have some people over and split the split the pay per view. But um, yeah, it's like this is this is a good card to get your your casual fans into it. You know, I just hope that uh, they could you know bring more cards like this more often and uh, justify that price a little bit more. Sometimes they, you know, have a pick review where it's not really worth the price, but this one's worth every penny for sure. Yeah. Right, right. And I think a name that's, you know, some sports fans that are tuning in, Greg Hardy, it's going to be mm-hmm. a name that uh, people will definitely recognize. How do you guys feel about that one moving into the uh, main card round? Like I said, we spoke earlier about this. I think the reason why this card was in the main card opposed to the uh, Cowboy uh, Pettis fight is because both of those fighters, Cowboy and Pettis, they're coming off losing streaks, multiple losing streaks. And then Dan Hardy, I mean, Greg Hardy, sorry. He, I don't know if he's still super controversial, but his name, I guess, sells fights because people want to see him lose, even though he lost his last fight to Alexander Volkov. But people just don't, they just don't like him because of his past. They don't like losing. Mm-hmm. 
he wants to put him on the main card so people can get eyes to the sport. Oh, that's the guy that played for the Cowboys and, you know, this, that, and He the took other. that fight on short notice, didn't he? That Volkov fight? Yeah, he took that on short notice. So, yeah, that, okay. that's true also. But um, that, that's that's the main reason why those other two guys got bumped to the uh, prelims. But um, mm-hmm. I mean, at, least, at least they were main event the prelims because it's still a good fight. You know, Pettis stopped Cowboy back in the day in the first round. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched that the other day. That was crazy. Yeah, so this is sort of revenge for Cowboy to get back at him. But the thing is with Cowboy, I just think I got I got really upset with him because he mentioned leading up to the McGregor fight, he wasn't feeling it. And a lot of people thought he threw that fight, including myself. I was like, what was that? What was going on? So it's like, I wish he wouldn't have said what he said about, oh, he wasn't there, his mind wasn't there, so he really didn't feel like fighting, you know, whatever his goal was. So I just feel like he threw that fight and McGregor got over on one. But, um, yeah, other than that, like I said, a, car, uh, a fight that I'm looking forward to on the uh, prelims, um, the Luke K versus uh, Nico Price. You know, people might not know who those guys are, but Nico Price fights. If you've ever seen this guy fight, he's always down in his fights. And he always finds a way to win his fights. He, be, he knocked out this one guy from the bottom. He had his head trapped between the gate. He was getting pounded, and he just knocks him out with hammer fist on his back. He is a wild card. So that's the fight I'm looking forward to. And Luke is pretty tough, too. He beat up um, the other guy, busted his nose up. I forgot his name. But um, it's just a lot of fights. Uriah Hall, another guy who's been kind of, you know, up and down. You know, he has devastating heel, heel kicks. So he's where he's fighting uh, Souza in the fight. That's the one I want to see as well. Um, but the main event, uh, Ferguson versus Gaethje. My opinion is that Gaethje has to take him out early. Or I want to say in the first three rounds. If it goes the distance, I can see Tony Ferguson winning by submission because his cardio is unlike anyone else I've ever seen in my life. So that will be the true test of that fight. And I'm going to call it upset with the Cejudo versus Cruz. Cruz has been off like Damn. I'm going Cruz in this fight to upset Cejudo. So you heard it here first. I'm telling you right now. Cruz will upset Henry Cejudo to take that belt from him. I'm just saying. That a good, um, okay. that a good uh, DraftKings pick right there? <laughs> I'm picking it. I'm doing it. <laughs> I'm going to say, uh, say Cruz by decision, if anything. So that, that's the route I'm going. Yeah. I wonder, okay. I wonder, what about you? What about you, Chris? I'm interested to hear your opinion on that one. Oh, I gotta roll with the uh, Cejudo. I'm gonna, I gotta roll with the Phoenix, my Phoenix native. Oh, okay, okay. Phoenix. <laughs> Gold medalist, two division champ. They made him. They made him give up that. You know, that 125 belt. But he's coming from the 135ers. I mean, Cruz is way bigger than him. That's my only thing. Is I'm scared of is that Cruz is bigger than him. But Cejudo is smaller than anybody. So, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. Like we'll see. That's gonna be a good one for sure. Yeah, just a circle. Gonna be crazy too. Yeah, just a circle back down to that to the uh, Cowboy and Pettis, you know, prelim fight. Um, you know, both guys are kind of coming off some losing streaks here. Um, you know, we obviously saw that like Cowboy losing to McGregor was sort of like maybe like a bow out type of conversation he had at the end of that one. Um, mm-hmm. you know, you guys feel like this is you know, even if Pettis wins this fight, you know. And, and I think he might obviously be the favorite here at this point. But even if he wins this, you know, is, is it saying much to get him back into, you know, a little bit better of, of a more of an upswing where, you know, he could be taking it serious again? 
I mean, it's, it feels like a trap because you you beat a cowboy. It's like a guy who's lost three times right. in the last eleven months or eight months, and it's like he fights so frequently. So I feel like he's done so much damage. So it's like if Pettis beats him, okay, it's a good win, but everybody's beating Cowboy, right? So it's like, you know, what is it really worth? But yeah, I, I could I could definitely see it kind of putting him back in the conversation. But at the same time, it's like okay, you beat a guy who's been knocked out in three of his last what five or six fights, so it's not mm-hmm. a lot of value for him for Pettis, in my opinion. What about you, Chris? What do you see all about that fight? Same, same thing for Cow or uh, for uh, Pettis. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, they both need a win, but Pettis ranked 15, Cowboys number six. I mean, Cowboys on his way down. Yeah, Pettis needs to win a little bit more just to kind of put himself back in there uh, in the welterweight, yeah. That division is stacked, too. So it's like it helped him in the rankings, but it's a very hard division, the welterweight division. So good luck, Pettis. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. Yeah, now one one of the questions I have for you guys too, especially for like some of the newer fans, is that you know they may not understand this, but some of the other fans that have been watching this, um, and an interesting article that was on ESPN today was that some of the guys, you know, especially Cowboy had, you know, he was quoted as saying that there's going to be a little bit slower fights, uh, guys are going to get tired, um, a little bit more frequent breaks. Uh, you know, this is a there's a lot of you know fights that are, are going to happen on this card. Uh, a lot of them, you know, some nice big names for, you know, the common UFC fan here. Do you guys feel like it's going to, that rush to, to get something out there to the public is going to diminish a little bit of, of the fighting, you know, the fights and, and the quality? Because it, it kind of seems like it's quantity over quality at some point. Just because it's it's kind of like playing catch up. Because remember, you know, we they've lost March. Uh, all of April, and now you're jumping into May and trying to play catch up as well. Obviously, you're not getting the Khabib fight either uh, with Ferguson. Mm-hmm. But like, how do you guys feel though? Like, is it a part of like is it is this going to diminish a little bit of like the quality? And are you are you okay with that sacrifice? Basically, because at this point, you guys have nothing else to watch. <laughs> well, I mean, for Ferguson, it won't be a, a slowdown. The dude may wait, even though his fight was canceled. So he's always ready to go. So. Gaethje better be ready to go. But as far as slower fights, I mean, I, I could see it. It's possible. Yeah, because there was, like, previous two fights were canceled or called off. So, And with fighters, you know, you get into a rhythm and you train for eight months out of the year or whatever. And then when the fight is canceled, it's like, okay, damn, I may wait. Now it's called off, so let me take a break. Then I'll, you know, you got to reprogram yourself. But, um, yeah, I, I, I could see it. Some fights being fast, like maybe quick knockouts or easy submissions because of the way the schedule and the cancellations and the whole pandemic has been going. But, um, yeah, I, I don't mind a car regardless. You know, I need something to watch. I need fights. I need sports. I, I feel like you'll still have pretty good fights on the car. Like, Nganu, you know, he's there, just knockout artist, you know. And, and some of these guys are slow starters anyway. So you need that fill-out round just to get to know your opponent. So I, I think it would be pretty normal. Yeah, I mean, it, well, it's more or less because some of the training techniques have changed for some of these guys. You know, they're not 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 necessarily at their home gyms, being able to go every day casually with a gym full of trainers and people. So it's a little bit different training techniques and styles they've had to adapt to. So I feel, you know, that part of it, why Cowboy kind of referenced that it might be a little different for some guys. What about you, Chris? Well, are you, you going to take whatever you get from this uh, fight night? 
Yeah, yeah, man. It's going to be different. Interesting to see how everybody adapts from not only the fighters to, like you said, all the staff working, uh, you know, for UFC, all the staff there at the arena. Um, it's just going to be interesting to see how it all breaks down. Um, kind of the, they took a lot of the fights that they canceled and they kind of put them all on this one. Yeah. Like once in a while week. So, mm -hmm. you know, I think, um, everybody's kind of on schedule. I mean, kind of on the same playing field. Not, you know, everybody kind of is up in limbo. So I don't think anybody has too much of an advantage over anybody. Right. Um, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I mean, I feel like this is one of those sports that obviously there was like a, a, a there's a time frame of, you know, like you guys said, it's eight months out of the year. It's, you know, your body, you kind of have to put your body through some training to get to it to these points. And it's, you may not ever get some of these opportunities back again. Um, but hey, I gotta mm -hmm. give it to Dana White, man. Like, he pulled it off. He technically kind of pulled it off. I mean, I think like some states have eased up a little bit here and there, but he definitely pulled this off. He technically is, is what the sport, the first sport back, um, here in the sure. states. Um, mm -hmm. you know, that's that's one hell of a move right there. So he he did it. I mean, he didn't get a private island though. I was looking forward to that part, but um, you know, he got Florida, and they pulled it <laughs> off. So. I, I think it'd be awesome. I mean, it's I think it's pretty cool that some of the fighters agreed to do this uh, and wanted to go through and, and do it, given the conditions. I'm sure that, uh, you know, obviously they're going to take precautions. It's very limited. The announcers aren't going to sit next to each other. They're going to be social distancing. <laughs> um, so it's, it'll be different. It'll be a different broadcast. Uh, it looks like some of the uh, staff and crew have to wear face masks, gloves. So obviously they're taking a lot of precautions, limiting how many people can all be together. So you're not going to see that huge entourage, obviously, bum rush the stage so you know you get a lot of changes there but yeah i mean shout out dana white i, I think this is great it's awesome um we're getting something back to see on a saturday night and i mean if if things are starting to ease up a little bit here in the states obviously this is a first step so i don't know maybe next couple of weeks next month we can probably see another card get another couple of guys yeah, they, got three. they got yeah. three uh for jacksonville yeah nice yeah the next three weeks there we go. You guys heard it. And like I said, it's good for the sport that like, you know, you mentioned that there's going to be some new eyes, some, some people that want to come in, take a look, see what's going on. Maybe try to just draw in some other additional fans because, you know, that's the biggest thing is just to kind of have the reoccurring fans. And once you bring those new eyes on a sport like this, I know for myself, that's how it worked. It was like, okay, now I started to get familiar with the names, but each fighter does specifically and over last, I would say, you know, 18, almost, you know, 24 months, pretty much. I've kind of grown myself into the sport slowly for sure. Um, but that yeah. that's it, man. Like that's, it's going to be, it's going to go down there. Gabe, any, any last minute uh, wagers here that we should, you know, just think about here <laughs> that you want to share with the world. Now, you know, disclaimer, obviously if you lose money, you, you can't nothing, no liability. Okay. No liability, no, no suing baseline times or use on the baseline. We don't exist. <laughs> I mean, it's not really wages. It's just that I still have a ways to go on my research. I still have okay. to watch some fighters and some tape and see what a lot of these guys are about. Because a lot of times in these sports, you know, you don't you, you don't know every fighter. You know what I mean? It's so many different promotions. It's so many different fighters coming from different you know, organizations. So you really got to go back and watch tape and see who they fought and their fighting style and their, the majority of their wins, what they come by. So, um, But as far as this card, like I said, I got Cruz via decision. That's a upset pick that I'm going with. Um, I'm trying to see one, another one that's outside of the box. Just give us one more. That's all you can do. One more. <laughs> I'm going to go with... 
man. I can't call that play that one. Uh, I'm going to go. I got a few here. Well, are you there, you guys, taking Greg Hardy? I'm sorry if I missed that. but Well, I got that fight going the distance, and I got uh, the Castro winning it via decision as well. I mean, that's not mm, a pick, okay. but to take it for what it's worth. What about you, Chris? You got Greg Hardy? You think he finally gets a dub here? Uh, that's a good test for him. It's a good test. All the tests, I mean, like, they kind of been throwing some decent guys at him. I think they kind of slowly, slowly yeah. threw guys at him. And then, um, I mean, yeah, it'll be a test. I mean, hopefully he learned something from that Volkov fight. The Castro's undefeated, too. So I feel like this is the, his biggest test. So I'm going to Castro, at least by decision. Because Greg Hardy, he can go the distance. But, you know, I'm going to Castro in this fight. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Well, gentlemen, uh, UFC 249, we'll be back uh, next week. We'll recap a little bit of it, see how everything panned out for you guys and your picks there. Uh, any shout-outs, last-minute thoughts here about sports, whatever else you want to talk about? I'm going to say my shout-out is going to my quarterback for fantasy, who I'm picking next year. I keep telling you guys this. Kyler Murray, he will be the quarterback of next season. I'm telling you right now. And, and I said this I said this before they got Deshaun Watson. I've been saying this. He's going to be my quarterback next season. And that's it. I know you like that, Chris. Any shout-outs for you? Uh, let's see, man. Shout-out to Heels uh, Wrestling, man. Shout-out to the some fans over there. If y'all wrestling fans, one of the things going on right now as well. Got the WWE. So, uh, yeah, come check us out on that. Me and Marcus usually. Uh, getting nice. into on the wrestling. For sure, yeah. Heels of Wrestling, H O W Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, check us That's out it. at uh, Baseline Times on Instagram, Twitter handle, www.baselinetimes.com. Um, and then, um, you know what? No offense, though. You know, UFC was kind of the. I meant to say UFC was the first sport to return, as, you know, WWE never really. Technically, you know, I know Marcus Bragg gives a hard time about that one, but (laughs) technically they never canceled. So if we consider the sport, obviously USC is the first sport to return, I should say. So let's be technical about that there. Uh, No, I mean, I just want to shout out, you know, everybody else that's listening, enjoying us here during the quarantine times, man. It's been a pleasure. It's been fun to kind of be able to kick back with you guys and talk sports again. And I don't know, I'm looking forward again to trying to get into talking about live events that are about to happen. So I think there is uh, a big, it's going to be like a little peak of uh, a crack in the, in the window to open up a little bit more, it seems like. So we're just trying to figure out what, what happens here over the next few weeks. I think there's some light, though. I think there's a little tiny bit of light that's kind of shining. And, you know, whether everybody has an opinion or not on it, it is what it is. Obviously, we're all biased. We want to see the sports. Um, but we want to see it done right, obviously. I think that's another thing to, to say. And it's just a balance, man. You know, however you guys feel about it, it is what Mm -hmm. it is. We'll accept it, whether we're not allowed in the stadium or we are, and we can only go in with 20,000 other people or 5,000 other people. So be it. Um, You guys heard that from us today. Um, Yeah, shout out to you guys. Make sure you follow us. Check us out. Bye, boys. Peace.